Before we get started, I just wanted to let you know that the audio quality on the first eight episodes is a little bit lower. They were recorded just using an iPhone. Uh, episode nine was Takat Stripling. We got mics and started improving our audio quality from there. Feel free to skip around. We're here. Oh, look, people coming in. Hey, hey, hey. hey. They're climbing <laughs> in. They're like, I can't wait. Pent Bradley, up demand for this. Welcome. Welcome, welcome. Welcome. So, you might be wondering what a couple weird guys are doing on your screen right now. Uh, I'm still trying to figure it out myself. I think that we are all trying to figure this out. Night surfing? Maybe not tonight. Maybe another night. We can do a little night surfing. You never know. You never know. <laughs> that could influence it just slightly. <laughs> so, uh, Chris and I have been talking about maybe doing this on the regular. A little talk story show where we could go through all the different stuff that's happening in the surf community locally here. Forecasts, reports, boards, equipment, local guys, travel. Stories, uh, I mean, even start to go off topic. I mean, you never know where one thing leads you into another. Other people do it? I mean, I mean they do. Like, we, people come in here all the time to kind of talk a little story, recap and whatever. This is true. So we figured this would be a great way for a couple of surf nerds kind of talk about weather, surf coming up. There is surf. Trends, industry stuff, whatever. You know, we're just kind of keeping it real and local and, you know, cruise by. Any of you guys out there actually listen to podcasts? Let us know in the comments. Ah, the giant log on the beach. That's a great topic. That showed up during Hurricane Irma. That's right. And the, uh, the city had tried a couple different times and the county to actually move it off the beach because you had people complaining about it. I don't know why, but they uh, they had a bunch of front loaders and big tractors that, that were trying to move it and they couldn't, uh, so they kind of gave up. Uh, they had also a lot of feedback from locals that really uh, wanted it to stay there for picture purposes and whatnot and actually became a cool little tourist spot. So they're leaving it there. The worst that I could imagine it moving off the beach would be into the park at South Point, but that's about it. I've gotten word that um, that thing is not going anywhere. Yeah. So it looks like some of you guys listen to podcasts a lot and some of you guys not at all. That's kind of similar to Chris and I. I listen to podcasts a pretty good deal, I guess. And I've never listened to one at all. <laughs> I mean, so you know. So you know you should start one then. <laughs> Sounds about right, you know. Um, figure, you know, there's, what, what, you know, how hard can it be to talk? We talk a lot. And we do talk a lot. And I, those of you who have cruised by the surf shop, you know that we talk a lot. So hopefully um, there are things that we can kind of pick up again, like, Brad had mentioned, anywhere from boards, uh, new boards that have come in, uh, material that, that's out there, um, understanding what volume counts are like and how, what, how to find that perfect board. Yep. Uh, oh, actually, I listened to the Joe Rogan one. I saw uh, Carlos is asking about that. I listened to Joe Rogan's episode with Shane Dorian the other day, and that was kind of a little bit of inspiration for us thinking about how to work on this. Where do they start the Where do they start their conversations at? Like, does it go straight into like, "Hey, you're a big weight surfer and you shred"? That was basically what Joe Rogan said. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, that was it. He was like, "See, hey, I can, I can uh, do podcasts." Oh, so you got a family, you got all this other stuff. That's cool. I saw you surf really like crazy big waves. Tell me about that. And oh, I know. but Shane, does. <laughs> Shane Dorian definitely does. That's killer. Uh, did they go off topic? Yeah, I mean they followed. Because Shane's a big hunter. Yeah, and Joe Rogan, I didn't know this about him at all, is also a huge hunter. 
And so they like talked about going bow hunting for like two hours. Bow hunting, that's tough. And they also talked about, I think I told you the other day, going out into the woods for seven days straight by yourself, no friends, no technology. Well, just you on your own, stuff. he's not with anybody else. Yeah, he's, yeah. Just, he's just camping. He's no human stars. voices for seven days. Wow, that's pretty intense. And this is all in Hawaii, does it, or just... He did that one in... Yeah, he was in Hawaii, but beyond, uh, actually, back in the ranch by his place. Uh, I wonder how they could hear us. Can you guys hear us pretty decently? I mean, is there... I mean, we don't have anything professionally set up whatsoever, but, you know, if you guys can put it out there and let us know if you can hear us decently, at least... You've got a pretty loud voice. I can project. I can project louder. <laughs> you don't know. I don't know. Um, but past that... Uh, we got some surf coming up, maybe. Yeah, there's been surf all week. That's been up coast, been really good. Uh, all right, I'm just reading here. Any advice for a longtime surfer coming from South of England out to California with two young grounds on a tight budget? You uh, could probably have some advice for California. I mean, you're going out to Cali. I mean, there's there's a surf shop on every block, you know. So from wetsuit rentals to surfboards. Uh, you're gonna have a large selection of them. So definitely don't travel with any, because uh, there's no need to waste that kind of money. That's a good um, idea. You have plenty of shops that'll just rent them for dirt cheap. Again, because there's so many surf shops on every other block, um, you'll have a pretty good deal. So from there, it's just a matter of checking out the surf reports, whether it's through Thank You Surfing or uh, any of the other means from Surf uh, Surfline um, to kind of see what's going on. But I'll tell you what, even when it's flat out there and it's one to two and you got some small little groms, you can push them into just about anything. Yeah, I think the most important part is just to go to the shop that's local to wherever you're staying. Like, go just Google the local shop, and they'll clue you in. Yeah, I mean, anywhere you go, they know what's up. Easily. So we have some surf on tap. There, I've noticed through a lot of the weather pattern for this next pattern for surf, kind of looked a little similar a couple days ago to what we yeah. were getting last week. Yeah. Um, and last week was a little bit of a conundrum. Like we really like everyone thought this was it, Hurricane Sandy type of surf. <laughs> I, uh, I I didn't fly out to California because I was ready for you know for what we were gonna get going on here and. It was fun and it was good. We had a small like little two hour window and you and I kind of broke down as to what happened, like how it was going because there was a combination of wind swell, right? Where we had the refraction swell, bounce swell, when the winds kind of blow out of the northwest direction for a little while. And, um, and then we had an actual ground swell that was attached to it. Um, neither of which really completely held up to the size that we had anticipated originally. I no, mean, but then you can look back at some of the pictures. Right. And like the sets of the day, Right. We're clearly overhead. Right. And if you just cherry picked from those images, the forecast met at least that. Right. You're right. You're right. It, it but it was only for a couple hours. Right. And that was the whole thing is we anticipated like literally all day, sir, yeah. for a couple days at least, and then residuals after that. Um, and, that nice. and, you know, with this. But yeah, we did have some fun, sir, nonetheless. We had four days in a row of ground swell right. at South Beach. Right. And it, nothing massive. It was what better waves a little bit further up. Um, that was pretty sick. Thanks, dude. <laughs> Thanks, Fred Zernader. Uh, Keeps the beer in. Um, so, what do we think? Not going to happen the same size, same magnitude, no. uh, not even remotely close. It looks like we got mostly wind attached to this. For, well, I'm actually looking forward to this little groundswell that's in the water already for Up Coast. Like, today is overhead at the right spot for right. sure. Tomorrow should be in the head high range for a good spot. 
And then as you come further down into, you know, southern central Florida, maybe like uh, just above Martin County, above Bahama Bank, should be chest high, shoulder high tomorrow. The wind's supposed to be good. So I think tomorrow's a good day to go up coast. If you're going to be surfing anywhere in central Florida, should be really good. And we have a front coming through. Yeah, that front's going to be what's turning the winds. And then that front should maybe give us some waves Monday time period right. or next week. Uh, give us waves as in us down here in South Florida or yeah. us as in like, you know, north of here? Probably north of here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's generally the case. More than likely. But um, we might have a shot at it. I mean, like we only get so many cold fronts a year. So every time there's a cold front, you have some chance of waves. Some cold fronts are better situated uh, for us than others, but you gotta you gotta pay attention a little right. bit. I mean, it's not gonna be a, a swell of the year. Or you can just tap in the thank you surfing. You know, <laughs> yeah, you could also just follow thank you surfing. Yeah, that'll actually do it. Um, killer, all right, well, um, it's Friday. It's Aloha it Friday. <laughs> Aloha Friday, every day's Aloha. That's true. <laughs> in this shop. <laughs> Oh, Kenny Lane, look at you, buddy. You're dreamy. Um, but anywho, I mean, it's a good little rough draft. Yeah. A little starter to kind of just see how things are going. There's going to be so much more to kind of talk about. Uh, to kind of hit, we got surf again in another couple days. I'm sure if we tapped into that, we have uh, Surf Expo coming up as well. Excited about Surf, Surf Expo. Expo. We got some stuff going on up there. And yeah, we definitely got to do a whole bunch of live stuff from Surf Expo. Absolutely. We're looking to go ahead and grab some of the old school guys. Uh, will we get offshore waves uh, cold front or hurricane swell? Yeah. Actually, this is a really good example of a time we get waves uh, that's not from a cold front and not from a hurricane swell. And I mean, we, I'm talking like the state of Florida here. Right now, the uh, swell that we're getting is been east swell or even an east southeast swell that's coming from really just a big high pressure interacting with a low that's closer to us and it just created a huge fetch over pretty much the whole tropical Atlantic Ocean that's pointed in our direction so that's why there's waves up coast now um, the wind is going offshore and the winds gonna blow out of the west due to the cold front coming through but it didn't actually make these waves so yeah, we do get waves that aren't cold front related and aren't hurricane related. It's kind of rare, and I'd say most of our best swells are due to those sort of factors, but yeah, we get those. All right. Trade swell kind of stuff. Well, we're in January. It is cold front season. And <laughs> our season is unfortunately not that long. And, uh, you know, eventually comes to a wrap. And, and, and January and February are our go-to months yeah, for, January, for trying to see some swell. And then we get some leftovers in March and some, some wind swells pick up a little bit more. For surfability, I'd say that March is probably like one of our most surfable months. Right. Just due to the fact that we get so much wind swell. Right. And then that's punctuated by maybe one or two last good like cold fronts. Right, right. So we've had some really good waves the last few March. And because I'm sure a lot of people might be... Um, Who's doing dinger pairs in South Beach? Uh, well, we have one Mitch Crute, uh, old school local from the Hallover Harbor House days. Uh, did Nitro Surfboards and actually started uh, South Beach Underground Surfboards with one Jack Gavlin. So he does our dinger pairs, picks them up every Sunday, and drops them off every Sunday. Sweet. Boards, bikes, and beers. Florida surf is the best because it's a lot warmer than most. Yeah. But. You know, you just have to be. You just gotta get out of that. Bit of a big smile on your face. 
And how what up, Coco Beach? Talk some story. Phew. Yeah, I mean, that's actually another, that's a good point. You know, Florida doesn't get waves all the time. And South Beach, for sure, like, barely gets waves. So what the hell is a surfer to do? You know, yeah, yeah, you kind of have to travel or stay on top of that for the most part. Um, have a flexible job. <laughs> yeah. And as, as most surfers, I feel like growing up down here, they were either in the restaurant industry or hospitality of some sorts because it was either you were working at night or a lot, it was relatively flexible. So they'd be like, what's going on for the waves? Which is kind of one of the hardest parts about being a Florida surfer is that you kind of gauge a lot of your life around that surf if you're really committed to it. Whereas you guys in California and Hawaii, when you're surfing, you just gotta be like, hey, I'm gonna surf on Thursday. Hey, I'm gonna surf on Thursday. I'm gonna take care of all this stuff I gotta take care of and I'm gonna surf on Thursday. What do we got going on here? Oh, it's gonna be Waves Friday. Uh, babe, can you pick up the kids? Um, Rearrange your call shop. I mean, you're, you're not the shop. Mark, I'm not calling in sick, I promise. <laughs> you call whatever store you're at and you're calling sick because you never know. But it, it's kind of part of the hardships, but you gotta stay on top of weather patterns. Uh, you kind of, you know, you kind of become junior meteorologist. Uh, hopefully, for sure. Learn as much as you can because it's actually pretty interesting and fun. Um, but we're the hungriest surfers. We really are. We kind of just, you know, we, we, we're going after whatever. Like a lot of times back behind here, it's like cross currents, that means winds, that means an outgoing tide, you and know, some stars are Just barely up. knee high and right. rideable. Right. And smile on your face and a little beer afterwards, you know? <laughs> kind of makes it all right. And you kind of sit back and talk a little story and kind of invite people in and kind of talk How's a little story with you. Yeah, exactly. It's, uh, there's a lot more to surfing than actually riding waves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you think about the actual amount of time that you actually are standing up surfing. Right. It's like, Very little. It's like probably like the worst return on investment you can do in any sport. <laughs> Considering how much it costs. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean everything that you put into it. You have to buy a board, you have to know when to go, you have to be in somewhat decent shape to be even like athletic then, enough to to do it and then travel to be able to go ahead and get on some of the practice that you need to kind of make it happen consistently which is always what kills us but you know what surf pools surf pools those things are going to change a lot of things nonetheless and i'm thinking with the next couple of years we're gonna have a couple down here and it's gonna at least lift the ability to be able to go ahead and have like a surf workout um, and even do all the training. I mean, these guys are taking it to the next level in WSL. Gone are the days that guys are flicking cigarettes out into the water before they go into the heat. No, these guys are like machines. The machines. Like true athletes now. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. Eventually, gonna be Home Depot sponsoring the sport. Which you know, I mean, if you're a surfer, you're getting the loot. Who cares? I mean, this oh, is, that's I mean, a whole this is, other question. I mean, this is a whole other topic we can get into, like, you know, versus the purists. The purists that are, you know, those people that are like, you know, screw sponsorships and all that and what you're doing. And then there's the, the business side of things. We've seen the business side of the industry kind of take a hit in the last 10 years or so. And, I think it's um, definitely changing. Oh, I think it'll be changing. It's transitioning right now. We're seeing a lot of differences, but, you know, it makes it tough for, for a lot of people to do stuff. And even surfers. We've seen surfers get asked. I mean, Dane Reynolds got let go by Quicksilver. That's pretty big. Dane Reynolds doesn't suck. They had no money. No money. No money. <laughs> no, I mean, look, if you're if you're nixing Kelly's line because you got no money, then you know you got no money. Because Kelly can kind of sell anything. Kelly, you're a seller. Well, you cool thoughts. Well, uh, we've done a couple of trips uh, with Thank You Surfing to Typhoon Lagoon in Orlando. It's fun. It's not surfing in the ocean, that's for sure. 
And I've surfed the wave pool out in Austin. That's right, you did. And, uh, you know, it's a little different. It's, a, it's counterintuitive a little bit because the ocean and its energy and the way the wave breaks kind of comes from the same direction and the way that the line is drawn. Whereas this place, the source of that energy is coming from a complete different wave from where the wave is breaking. So you have maybe the source of energy come to your left, but the wave starts to break on your right. So that you're you're, break, you're piling weird. into it and then you're curving back around and you're just trying to trimming line and stuff like that. But, you know, seeing stuff that's coming out with like the Cove and all these other generations, Weber's new uh, pool as well, like in Kelly's pool. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Like you see- Weber's pools, they've said that like they have something crazy, but they're not saying what. Right. I know. It's I like, like that idea. I, know. I was I like, mean, <laughs> yes. But it, it, it's it's gonna, it's gonna be a race. It's gonna be a race. You're gonna have all you these think? guys. Well, you have like you have the Summer Olympics in in Japan. Uh, what was it 2020 around the corner? Is that? Yeah, I don't think they're do, uh, they're doing. Uh, no. Yeah. No, I heard it was not a wave pool. Was it? Because they they'd have to build it already. Yeah. It'd have to be like in progress. Is it happening? Is it not? Stay tuned. <laughs> Olympic Committee, International Olympic Committee. Do any of these pools have salt? Uh, no, a lot of it, the mechanical factors in it is, um, I mean, unless they went and used like some serious, serious I've never material? never heard of that. Unless they used some serious material that wouldn't get corroded because of salt, or maybe brackish? At the moment, it's just all? All fresh water. Fresh water. Yeah, fresh water. Which is a whole other... Yeah, how do you approach that? You know, at the end of the day, we know that fresh water's got a lack of buoyancy compared to ocean water, right? We've seen it, if you guys have surfed Typhoon Lagoon, you've kind of seen it as well up there. Oh, for sure. um, is that, what, what do you have to end up doing? You have to get a thicker board. You know, you have to get a little bit more volume because it gets you into the wave And a change bit your quicker. approach to surfing. Absolutely, change. you can't come as high as you used to. You're yeah, doing, yeah. doing mid-face turns, yes. you know? But this is again, Typhoon Lagoon and the limitedness in regards to performance. You see Kelly, it doesn't seem like those guys are getting held back a little bit. Those guys are yeah, you're right. You're kind of we're pushing it pretty decently. So um, the technology is going to come around. It's going to be pretty insane. It'll be a race, and I think Florida is prime to to have at least three different one spots. of the biggest surfing markets in the in the world. And it's like sunny here all year round. The weather's epic. I mean, there's a reason Disney World's in Orlando. It's true. And Miami is kind of epic all year round. For those that want to create a wave pool, listen to us. Mm -hmm. Miami. Yeah. Good spot. Yeah. Great. Great spot. Actually, like, right in my backyard is probably the best spot. I wouldn't be so out of selfish reasons, would it? No. Yeah. You know, because we share. Friends. I don't, I don't, know I don't like to leave time. the neighborhood. <laughs> there is that, too. Something about living south of Pitt and South Beach that doesn't let you ever want to leave. But, I left you know. the beach yesterday for like 45 minutes. And it was scary, wasn't it? Yeah. I had to have like some ointment <laughs> on a rash to poke out. Get me back over here. Get me back. <laughs> yeah. I got it. I actually held my breath the entire time I was on the mainland side. <laughs> oh, it's good stuff. Well, we're rounding up close to the 15-minute marker, if not gone over 15 minutes, which is half pretty good of what we thought we'd be able to kind of make happen. And I feel like we still have so much more that we could actually talk about. And almost kind of bring in like some sort of ad sponsorships that kind of comes in right now. Uh huh. <laughs> you got to pay for the spot. You got to pay for the spot. Yeah. I'm kidding. There's no paying. Or is there? There could be. There could I don't be. even know. Maybe, That's why we're maybe, doing this. Maybe you. Maybe you. It could be you, T. Dunphy 4. <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> so, uh, local events. Yeah, I mean, I think that's another, like I was saying before, there's waves here so infrequently that you need something to do. Absolutely. So you have to occupy your time. 
You can't travel to surf all the time. No. But you still want to stay somewhat connected to surfy kind of stuff? Sure. Carry the spirit with you whenever. Yeah. Which is typically what a, a surf shop kind of holds, right? I mean, the surf shop becomes that, that sure. local spot that kind of you go to talk story, you hang out, have a brewski. Or kind of just talk about the next get info. Right. Get info we told the, the guy that came on before that was asking like where to bring his kids in California. It's like bring him to the local surf shop. Boom. I don't even care where you are. Just right. bring him to the local shop. Right. Talk to those guys. They'll get you dialed in. Most surf shops are all about helping people out. I mean, they wouldn't be in business if they weren't doing that for a little while. The surf training. Yeah. Actually, surf training is something that I've been thinking a lot about. What up, Mario? But it's... I hate exercise, and really the only exercise I get is surfing. Except for when I'm going on a trip, and then I'll like force myself to do something, like extra stretching, maybe some running and swimming. Can we all agree that, some, that one of the worst things about going on surf trips is being how out of shape you are? Oh yeah, it's like got, a waste of money, don't even got, go. Right, and then it takes like by day three before you can kind of like, Okay, and then by day four, you're completely so sore yeah, that by day five, you jump into the water and the first paddle you do, you're like, oh, that was painful. Yeah. Why am I doing this? Well, I don't know about the why am I doing this. It's like, why did I do this to myself? Oh, right. Yeah. In regards More to likely. Like working out. Yeah. <laughs> because you're there for it. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's, there's, it's funny to see guys that are fit, right? That come in and want to do surf lessons. They kind of laugh and quaff at the fact that they're like, oh, blah, blah, blah. I can handle it. But they're using muscles that they never used before. And within 10, 15 minutes, done done saying this is the hardest thing I've ever tried. Yeah, that's something uh, true. And, and it's true, you're just using different muscles um, that kind of work through it. So everything from push-ups to yeah. even burpees, you know? You uh, can do like the most simple, I think at least, I'm not a, like a fitness expert, clearly. <laughs> but <laughs> I think it's good if you can do like a little bit of cardio, a lot of stretching, and that's pretty much, and then spend as much time as you can in the ocean. Right, and then of that's course it. within that, and then good nutritionist than anybody else to tell you that 80% is your diet, you know, mm -hmm. what you're putting in you. And that, for a lot of us, is a hard thing. Yeah. It's so hard. But, you know, uh, usually non-impactful things like swimming. Get a good coach at many beaches, Alex Montero. Um, you know, that guy will help you out. Normandy Pool helps me out. Mario, you want to do a push-up contest? I don't think so, buddy. All right, you start first. Let's see how many you get to. One. <laughs> Sorry, I'm on pull-ups. Pull-up and two. I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, surf training. As far as past that, local events, uh, things going on, surf training. We're actually going to have an event. You are? Yes. Uh, for Division Winwood, uh -huh. which is our surf skate tattoo shop that we opened up in Winwood. If the, for those that don't know, follow at Division Winwood and you'll get to kind of stay up. And we've teamed up with Ami James, Chris Nunez, a bunch of tattoo other guys, artists. Uh, um, Walter, that's not nice, but it's true. I do look creepy, don't I? Mm. It's the glasses, it's not the mustache. No, it's not his look, it's just his uh, look. But not this weekend, the following weekend, we're gonna do a relaunching party out of our Winwood spot because we had it closed for about the last couple Another of party? Another party. So we'll let you know through Thank You Surfing, through First Surf Shop as well. Oh, Hurley Pro jumped in there. I probably don't think that's the actual Hurley Pro. It could be. Or is it? Bob Hurley. No, don't call me. Call Mark. You know Mark. Uh, anyways, past that, please come join us. It's gonna be fun. We'll we'll post so it again. It's, gonna be uh, it's not, not this weekend, weekend but the Next following weekend. weekend. I think we'll I have can, plenty I'm of available. Beers. I'm maybe, available. Maybe a live podcast. We could do something we, then. We, maybe yeah. live get you know, we we do. while you're out there and stuff like that. Um, 
some of the things I hope to accomplish with this. Yeah. Aside surf forecasting, talking story, broing down, all that other stuff, is really highlighting some of the local legends that we have here. And not only that, yeah, but yeah. some of the history that we have going on here. Yeah, that's the thing that's crazy to me about Miami. I'm not from here. I just live here. Where are you from? New York. New York. New York. Long Island, New York. And realizing how big of a surf scene there is here was kind of surprising, one. And then realizing how far back, I mean, it goes back to the beginning of surfing on the East Coast. Wow. That's how far back Miami Beach goes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we we we've had is, uh, we've had a from um, uh, uh, Mr. Witten. Yes, the, the Wittens and themselves, the ones that started Bell Harbor Shops. Uh -huh. uh, they were they're pretty much the godfathers or the forefathers of surfing down here in South Florida, uh, and one of the first ones in the East Coast as well. Uh, and you're talking about late 30s, early 40s. Yeah, uh, I saw a picture of him crossing Collins Avenue with a surfboard with a saltwater croc in the uh, middle of right. And, and that, like, was Bal, that was Bay Harbor. That was Bal Harbor. Yeah. Bal Harbor. Bal Harbor streets and stuff with the croc walker and cross. So these guys were attacking surf here for such a long time. And we've got such a rich history. It's incredible. Rich history um, that most people don't understand. Because I always tell people, uh, whether it's in the industry or outside of the industry, like Miami, for whatever reason, doesn't have that DNA of surf that you outside. get. Outside. Right. That, yeah. that people understand. Like our, our community and whatnot understand that they get it. But there's so much that brought us to this point. Um, down even to like the grit of surfing in the 80s here. Uh, when how tough it was and we've got so many great locals uh, that are of our same age and a little bit older that have got such great stories about that about how and it reminds me of like Venice on the Dogtown days you know yeah. it was kind of just real rough and gritty you talk to guys from Miami for you know way back then that surfed in the 60s 70s into the 80s and it was it was rough like that and it's funny to hear or uh, these stories and I'm hoping to capture a lot more of them because we got a lot of older dogs that are you know older <laughs> yeah so get all you know that stuff kind of need to get them going put it into archive absolutely so I'm kind of hoping we do a little something like that while we go up to surf expo oh that kind of showcase stuff that's actually where it met, uh what's his name uh Bill and Dudley Whitman Whitman, Whitman. Yep, yeah the Whitman's we did we did a little article with him on Ocean Drive magazine that was pretty cool a couple, really a couple years back we, yeah we did that it was like the, the spread in the middle yeah. and whatnot so it's pretty cool um so yeah I mean it's incredible that there is so rich a history of surfing here that I mean, outside of the very few that know about it, would never ever think Absolutely. that it exists. Absolutely, and I and I think it's it's our responsibility oh, to go ahead. Yes, it's our responsibility wow. to go ahead and capture these moments and be able to go ahead and preserve them in some way to go ahead and push it forward. I've I've worked with a couple of great guys uh, that were part of the Miami Surf Archive project that right. that were just doing exactly that. So um, we didn't really have as big of a platform to do things, but I think we might have a better one now. I mean, it's and an important thing to do. Absolutely, and I'm, I'm hoping that we can kind of showcase that, um, showcase some sort of you know everything uh, that we got. I mean, travel. What do you, what do you got going on? Are you going anywhere new soon? New or not? Am I going anywhere soon? No, I got really nothing on the maps right now. I mean, I want to go back uh, to Puerto Rico. They could use the money. Yeah. I think everyone should probably try to like go take advantage. Of, take advantage of the fact that it's probably cheaper to go there than, and it's not that it's ever been that expensive. Um, you know, just like go down there and spend some money. Right. The adventure continues and awaits you. I mean, I haven't been back to the Caribbean in a while. Yeah. It I, can be really hard to get it I'm good. Sure. Yeah. But uh, it gets good and perfectly blue and beautiful.
And they can use the money. They so, can definitely use the money. So, you know, coming from a place that's a tourist town, I understand what that's like. When this place emptied out after Irma, it was sad. You can see, like, literally, like, livelihoods diminished. Our livelihood was a little bit, uh, outside. Yeah, everybody. Everybody that was here. I mean, it's a huge disruption to your life. And so those people got decimated. And they could use a little bit of help. So what the hell? Go surfing. Do it often. Do it here. Stop by first surf shop. Pick up a bar of wax. Come talk story with us. Well, I mean, is there any much more you want to go ahead and hit on our maiden voyage? I mean, this has been fun. <laughs> it's actually kind of fun, thanks. I mean, I had a little beer, too. Mm -hmm. um, so, should we sign off? I mean, kind of off yeah, to the next so, one? Sounds Guys, like uh, we thanks. got something going here. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for all your advice and for your feedback and your questions. Even your making fun of us. <laughs> Walter. <laughs> I see that. I'm watching you. Thanks for joining, Carlos. Um... Oh, I dropped off a whole bunch of stickers and pins over here at First Shop, so come pick those up. And then over the next couple of days, I'll probably go by Division and drop off some stuff there so you guys can pick up stuff when they're up and running. And uh, yeah, man. Past that, thanks for swinging by. Thanks for stopping in. And uh, aloha.